I would question like if background was the right choice because it's like there's a fear of like oh you're only going to be in the background forever but look at where it led me Welcome back to this week's episode of Dear Actor Podcast, the podcast in which film industry professionals share their stories, mistakes, successes, and advice they would have told themselves. As always, I'm your host and an actor, Sage May. Before I introduce our guest, here's a quick word from our sponsors. As you know, it is vital that actors learn from industry professionals and gain the necessary tools to enrich their career. Ace Studios features numerous casting director workshops, specialized classes, intensives, and free events. Some of you may know I'm a New Yorker, and if it weren't for Ace, I wouldn't be able to meet any of the LA casting directors and learn from them, all from the comfort of home. They have affordable workshops with casting directors every week, a great community, and the perfect way to make connections. Go to acestudiosla.com, that's A-C-E-studiosla.com, to make those connections today. We're also sponsored by the place I got all of my business of acting knowledge, the Hollywood Winner's Circle. I cannot stress this enough. If you're an actor who's just starting out or even got a little bit lost along the way, like I did, the Hollywood Winner's Circle led by Hollywood talent manager Wendy Aline Wright is the best thing you can do for your career. It provides a roadmap and explains everything you'll need to do to become an actor. They're also having a sale right now, so go to HollywoodWinnersCircle.com and use code HWCNEW right now for $200 off. Since this interview was recorded over a phone call, the audio is a little bit wonky, but I promise you're not going to want to miss it. Our guest today is a background actor who got bumped up to a major name role in HBO's Euphoria simply by being on set. Her story is absolutely insane, and it's so inspiring, I knew I had to have her on the podcast. Please welcome... Rebecca Louise. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to do this. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, So I'd love to hear how you got into acting. So I was a theater kid (laughs) all throughout middle school and high school. Um, and when I was 14, my theater director at the time was doing a community theater show called Ragtime. Mm-hmm. It is a musical from that was written in the 90s. I think it was that performed like 1990 on Broadway. And but it's based on like turn of the century, like 1910s. And when I saw that performance, it the feeling I had as an audience member of just like being so moved by the actors and the songs and the performances. I was just sitting in the audience and I thought to myself, I want to make people feel this way. And so that's really what sold me on being an actor. And I have never regretted that decision. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't uh, regret it. <laughs> so um yeah so after that when you realized that you wanted to do acting how did you take those first steps I just like kind of threw myself into doing community theater shows into just doing high school watching as many bootlegs as I could (laughs) watch just so starting to pay more attention to the Oscars what was like really big every year or what were the shows that you know people were upset that they got passed by Mm -hmm. trying to pay more attention to the things that um really moved people and moved me particularly 
That's so cool. Um, so, like, audition-wise, like, w- did you start submitting to agents or managers or, like, go through backstage, or how'd you get into those? I would, uh, um, for the longest time, I didn't have an actor manager. I actually mm-hmm. got um, my first manager through Euphoria, through so a recommendation cool. from, the casting, from a casting associate. But um, before that... I was mostly focused on trying to book student films like uh, that would be posted on Backstage or on LA Casting or on Actors Access, just constantly either going into a room to audition for those or just self-taping. Didn't book anything, but then I booked Euphoria, so like, <laughs> So like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Um, so going off of Euphoria, because that's amazing, um, I saw your TikTok on how you got the role, and it's fascinating, and that's honestly why I was like, I need to interview this girl ASAP, um, because it <laughs> is like a dream. So I'd love for you to uh, recite that story to us. Of course. So I don't think my casting process is the typical no. casting process <laughs> for Euphoria because of how fast it all happened. Um, I The casting office told me that they had been trying to cast the role of Young Marsha for about two and a half months prior to my audition and um, that if they hadn't cast me when they did, they would have had to change the shooting schedule until they cast someone wow so they were in a little bit of a pinch but it was so much fun it's uh, at the time I was still working full-time as a background actor through central casting which is one of which is the biggest background agency in the U.S. which is really cool and generally for that it's literally they'll just you'll get an automated text saying like hey are you available for this show and it'll list the dates and if you're booked as union non-union and you just say yes or no if you say yes that doesn't mean you're booked you have to then get a confirmation text but i got a text just wanted to book me for two days on euphoria one to test one to shoot i said yes obviously (laughs) and um the day we were shooting um was uh, the day that I remember very distinctly because it was the first scene we shot was Cassie's breakdown mm. in episode three. Wow. And so you don't see me in the scene at all because I was just so far deep in the background. I was like behind the wall or something. <laughs> but yeah. After the, fir- after the first couple shots of that, they picked me and like 10 other girls to stay behind for closer shots. While we were waiting outside, I had my mask off because I was eating a snack and drinking hot chocolate because it was so cold. And one of the executive producers walks by us and literally does a double take. Like, he walks by us and then he takes a couple steps back to oh my God. Me and ask me to audition because I look like an actress. <laughs> and they're being, the entire time on set, they're being so secretive about what I'm auditioning for and the character. Like, there was a code name. They wouldn't tell me. Oh, my God. For Euphoria. But at one point in the day, I had um, the producer, Kevin Turin. He pulled me aside to, like, seven other people and was like, hey, doesn't she look like Paula Marshall? And everyone goes, oh, my gosh, she does. And I was like, okay, who does Paula Marshall <laughs> play in a TV show? And I looked her up, and I was like, oh, Nate's mom. Cool. And then... Uh, 
I had to send in my self-tape that night, which was so much fun. And then I got the call two days later. Wow. That is so cool. Like, that that never happens. That's so cool. It's incredibly rare. It's incredibly rare. Like, off the top of my head, I can remember Rosario Dawson got cats off the street. And now yeah. they're in her career. No, that's, like, it's so exciting. I mean, I know that they do that a lot with people, like, off the street, but being a background actor, like... Euphoria is, like, the production is known to cast people. Like, that's how Angus Cloud Yeah, yeah, for sure. that's how he got asked to audition. Mm -hmm. They'll ask you to audition off the street. Doesn't mean you're cast, but it does... But it does help you stand out in the crowd. Absolutely. And it's it's so interesting because a lot of the time you hear such shit about being a background actor. Like, you can't be cast because you've worked on the show already or some of that shit. But, like, you prove that background does work. I've also seen... There's plenty of times where a background actor I've seen will get bumped up to, like, a one-liner on a show. Which, like, that like in itself is already a great sign because then it's like then you have speaking lines on a show absolutely it's and huge that can help you get an agent and a manager for sure that's so cool I, I love that story it's like I ever since I saw your TikTok I've like I haven't stopped thinking about it it's amazing thank I, you everyone should be a background actor because even if it doesn't even if you don't want to be an actor it's just fun no absolutely I used to do it all the time it's great on set experience and things like this can happen to you which is amazing <laughs> and there's just you learn all the um gossip yes oh my god you stars. do just, it's so much fun Absolutely. Yeah, that stuff is so fun. Um, and you get to meet such amazing people. Absolutely. Yeah. So would you talk a little bit about how you become a background actor? So becoming a background actor is just uh, literally the easiest thing to do is Google background agencies mm-hmm. in Los Angeles or whatever area you live in that's filming. Like I know Central Casting they have offices in Los Angeles, New York, and Georgia. So if you live in one of those cities, like, you're set because those are, like, the biggest filming hubs, hubs in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But it's just you Google background agencies, go to their website, and then it's you have a very small window frame to sign up to go to the yeah. person initiation. I remember that. It was so difficult to sign up. It took me a month to get a spot Mm -hmm. because you have to be waiting at 9 a.m. for them to open up the online sign-up forms. Mm -hmm. And you have to do it immediately. And then once you do that, you have an appointment to go in, sign the general W-4s, they take your photos, and then you just kind of wait. You can go on the website. You can go on the background sites occasionally they'll um, post open calls saying like, hey, we're looking for background actors in this age range. And then you can self-submit through that. But usually the easiest way I found to get jobs was to just um, wait until I got a text. It's a very fickle industry. (laughs) It is. It's a good word for it. Um, Yeah, I used to do that in um like during summers when I was off of school. I used to do it all Mm -hmm. the time because it was like I'd make so much money for like a day of work i'd get on set it was awesome yeah the only thing that um i've found was the downside is because 
is I was featured too many times and when you get featured you get a SAG waiver so if you get too many SAG waivers you become SAG must join um so I'm not able to do any more SAG projects until I join um which can be a, well, a weird no experience. Longer, you're, mustering, you're no longer able to continue working like at the union rate. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. It's yeah that that's annoying. Um, <laughs> the union rate is much better than the non-union. Yeah, rate. way better, and they also they treat you better, and oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if you want to become SAG, it's great. It's a great way to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So cool. So um, since the most of the season is out and you can talk about it now, what was that set like? Because that's like the most popular set ever right now. It was a really nice set. I know there's like rumors on TikTok yeah. about it being chaotic, but I had a blast. I Everyone was so nice and everything run pretty smooth, like Everyone knew what they were doing. Everyone knew what was going to happen, where everyone needed to be. It was just really nice. And again, like when you do background, you'll see some really chaotic sets. And yeah. It's just not one of them. Yeah, you can tell when you're doing background. You can definitely tell. Mm-hmm. I had a blast. Yeah. Everyone was amazing. It was a great time. That's so cool. Did you, so you were there for that huge breakdown um, that Cassie had. Did you see, like, her process at all? Like, was was it just, like, I she... didn't get to see it mm. because, uh, again, of where they had me positioned. <laughs> I saw none of it. That's so annoying. I just heard it. I would listen, I would just listen to her do it take after take, and I would be like, oh my god. Yeah. That's insane. She's so talented. That sounds so cool. Yeah. How many takes did they do? Do you remember? Oh, it was a, it wasn't like a crazy number. I don't recall them having to do like 30 takes. Mm. But it was a They did a couple and I think they definitely got what they needed cuz it looked amazing. No, for sure. There's also I've heard that What's different about this season of the show versus last season is that this season is shot on film. So I was wondering if that affected it at all, since I know you've done background on other shows and stuff. Did this change anything? The only thing it really affected is that with film, there's a a limited amount that you can shoot at a time Mm. because, uh, like, it's actual film when it's a most shows they'll shoot they'll shoot digitally and they can shoot however much they want because they have so much storage but on film it's literally like they have to occasionally when a film roll um goes out they just have to switch it that's like it would take like five minutes it was such a minor thing but i think yeah. it looks so pretty it does the season looks phenomenal and i was like i was watching it and i was like I think Osha should go back to film. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. It's insane. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's such a good idea. No, for sure. It works so well for the show. Yeah. So are you able to walk us through, I don't know how many days you were on set, but maybe your first day on set of being young Marsha? My first day on set, I was so nervous because it was literally a week after I auditioned. Jeez. Everything happened so fast. It's crazy. I had a week to process the audition. I hadn't, at the time, I hadn't even gotten 
the full I hadn't even gotten the flashback script I only had the um daily sides of what they were shooting that day so I had no context on my character's journey or what is or what was happening with Cal and Derek I was going into the day blind (laughs) so I was very nervous I was very nervous but the production assistants, the PAs, the ADs were all very nice. Getting to meet Donnie Davi, having her do my makeup. Yeah. That really relaxed me. That was so much fun. Getting my hair done, getting to like put on the costumes for the first time, getting to actually meet Elias and Henry for the first time was so much fun. Getting to meet Sam officially mm-hmm. and have him direct me. It was so much fun. And I just it really helped me kind of calm down and process and say, oh, this is what's happening. So I, you can totally not answer this question. Just let me know. But um, since there was nudity in your scenes, would you mind talking about what set was like for that and like how you came to the decision that that was something you were comfortable with? Yeah, I can talk about that. So when I was asked to audition, I was informed immediately that that would be a requirement on the part. And I had a day to decide and I just decided, screw it. I'm 98% sure this is for Euphoria. I don't care what's required of me. I want to be on this show. Yes. I said yes. I have no regrets on that decision. I'm very proud of the work I did. And from what I've heard about other sets compared to Euphoria, I think Euphoria being my first show to be on, and particularly my first show to do that kind of performance on, is the best decision I've ever made. Absolutely. It feel so safe and so comfortable because what they would do is they would close the set down, which means there would be a max of five people actually on set while we're filming that. It would be a camera operator, someone to help move the camera if they need it, Sam, and a sound guy. That's it. Everyone else would have to step off the set. They could only hear us through the walkie-talkies. But it was very, like, it was very... Everything was done to make us feel as safe and comfortable as possible. And it literally felt like we were doing stunts. Like, there's nothing sexy about doing stunts. <laughs> yeah. It's just stunt work. We had an amazing intimacy coordinator. She's uh, one of the best, I believe. That's my opinion. She's one of the best. And we would just work through every beat, every action, what we were supposed to do, each other's comfort level what we're comfortable getting touched, what we're comfortable doing. We would just walk through all of that, and then we would just do the scene. That's so cool. So how did they get you guys into that? Like, what did the intimacy coordinator tell you guys? We would just walk through um, what's supposed to happen in the scene and why the scene is important to the story. I don't want to talk about this because, like, I don't know if it's going to get, like, spoilery. Yeah, no worries. Because it's like, I like seeing people like freak out and like yeah, theorize yeah, yeah. about the relationship and it's yeah. like, I don't say anything about the relationship. No, I, I totally get it. Revealed in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. 
That's so cool. I'm so glad that it was a decision that you stood by, and I'm so glad that you did it because you're amazing in it, and it's so cool. Thank you. And I love the way you got cast. It's incredible. <laughs> it's still kind of every now and then I wonder I'm going to wake up and it's going to be back-to-background days, and it never happens. No, no, it's real, I promise. <laughs> Thank um you. yeah of course so um what are you working on anything now that you're able to speak about totally cool if not, not that i'm able to speak about oh <laughs> nice so cool i love when people say that because <laughs> it's something very exciting <laughs> no comment. yeah exactly love it um so this is the last question um i always ask everyone this one last what would you have told yourself when you were starting out I would have told myself uh, when I'm starting out to trust your instincts and your gut a little bit more and that the steps you're taking will lead you where you want to go. Because it didn't always feel that way. Yeah. Some days I would question like if background was the right choice because it's like there's a fear of like, oh, you're only going to be in the background forever but look at where it led me and it's led other people to booking larger roles so background was the right decision for me and yeah that's so great thank you so much rebecca you're welcome thank you of for course. having me Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to give the podcast a rate on whatever platform you're listening on. And as always, you can email us at dearactorpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at dearactorpodcast. I'll see you next week with our next guest. <laughs>